Hey, it's Netta and I'm so excited to let you know that the Freedom from Cravings Formula program is open now. If you're ready to get rid of cravings, slim down and finally feel in control around food, especially sugar, all you need to do is to book a clarity call with me so that we can chat together to see if the program is a good fit for you. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button, schedule a clarity call. See you soon. Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it, and also with food, and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. Hey, it's Netta. I just wanted to let you know that my podcast is now available on my very own website. So after this episode, go on over to aftersugarclub.com forward slash podcast. That's aftersugarclub.com forward slash podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking with David Wolf. Uh, well, thank you for agreeing to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm interested in just knowing your story as um not necessarily as an expert, but as a regular person. Okay. Um, from how you were before to how you are now in your sure. life after sugar, as I call it. So uh, whenever you're ready. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, I guess I'll start in the beginning. So ever since I was a kid, um, my mom had always been like, well, she's a self-proclaimed food addict. So like, she kind of brought that into the house, you know, it was around. So uh, her recovery process was always around me. So it's definitely hard to remove that from my story. So that was always there. Um, she wasn't necessarily always um, off the drug, so to speak, but um, she was always trying to be. So um, that's definitely, you know, part of my childhood. I remember coming home from school like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and I would just drop my bags to the door. I'd run downstairs and uh, go in the pantry and I'd grab like five little pouches of like fruit snacks and um, I'd hide the wrappers. So so that's definitely like part of um, who I am. I remember going to friends' houses and their parents would make comments that didn't make sense to be like, oh, Dave, you only eat things that are beige or... Uh, so it was like crackers and bread and apple juice and like just carbs, yeah, like carbs all day long. Um, my weight never really caught up with me because uh, I've been I was on stimulant medication for a diagnosis of ADHD for about 25 years. So I started on Ritalin in the first grade, and then I've only been off of those meds or some form of medication like that for let's see about 21 months so uh a little okay, and this is and now we're december 2020 so okay almost yeah. two years off the meds 
Yeah, yeah, almost two years off the meds. So that definitely, I feel like, kind of slowed down the progression of of my behavior, of my disease, whatever you want to call it. The fact um, that you stopped eating sugar or the fact that you stopped I mean eating that. I mean that my appetite was suppressed because of the medication I was taking for ADHD. So it's like if I like willfully didn't take my drugs one day or if I had forgotten to take them, like I was a food monster. I was just like I was in everything all day. So I definitely feel like I would have probably been a lot worse in terms of some of the behaviors and symptoms of um, my eating would have been far worse if it weren't for those medications. So would you uh, say that when you were not taking medications, it you would be eating more or more of certain Oh, yeah, like, like times five, times six. Of yeah. all types of food? N no, I would primarily carbs, yeah. Donuts, cookies, chips, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, those types of carbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Crap. not like the yeah. vegetable types of carbs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would just be really hungry if there was, I would just be food seeking all day if it, if the medications weren't on board. And I don't know if that's because I was a food addict the whole time, or if it's because, um, the medication wasn't there. So it was like, kind of like trying to make up for lost ground. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, so how come you got off the meds? Um, um, my mentor is Bitten Johnson and she's really into like biochemical repair and healing the brain and I had done a lot of work up to that point to uh, healing my addiction and then I realized like this I couldn't heal as much as I wanted to because of the medications were present so um, I worked to try to get rid of them um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend what I did I kind of like slowed down the dosing but I didn't do what's called microdosing, which is when you lower your dose by like one milligram at a time. I didn't do that. And I went off like way too hard, way too soon. And it was also, I had a newborn at the same time. Um, and then I decided to give up caffeine. So this is like, it was just like a lot at once. And I think my brain, it took me like about uh, 18 months to like start to feel okay again. Like it was, wow. it was a long road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did you do that with medical supervision or did you decide to? My doctor had known about it. Actually, my, my primary care physician told me that there was no withdrawal from stimulants, um, which is a lie. So, uh, but that's okay. Okay. But yeah. you had, you had those symptoms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like irritability, I headaches. Um, just like, I didn't know I was, I was depressed for like almost a year. I had no idea until I was, didn't, wasn't feeling like that anymore. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I turned to my to wife. I was like, I must've been really depressed. She's like, yeah, you were really out of it. So gosh, yeah. definitely affects your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we think what's normal is in fact, not normal. Once we get out of that, right. we, yeah. get, we get into a new normal. Right. And when you say the, that you were addicted or when you talk about drugs, are you referring to sugar? I didn't. So yes, for the most part, sugar um, and definitely grains. Um, for me, um, I didn't realize that I was biochemically addicted to the medication as well. I never abused it. Like I never took like two in one day or I never like ran out of a supply early or I didn't hoard or anything with the medication. But I definitely realized that my body had become dependent on it. So um, I may have also been referring to that. So, okay. but no, I don't, I don't have hard substance in my story. Alcohol, I, I gave up alcohol too, and I gave up sugar. Okay. I just, just made sense to do them both at the same time. Sure, sure. Yeah. We, and so tell me now, 
Yeah, I, you know, I call it your life after sugar. Sure. Right. So can you describe that life now? Yeah. Um, I have like level energy, like all day. Um, even if I don't like make a meal on time or something like that, like I'm okay. Like it's not a, a big deal. Um, like I don't live my life on high alert. Um, it's not like everything's an emergency. Like when bad things happen, um, I try to find the good in them and that's okay. Like that's it. Um, I don't have cravings. Uh, that's huge. Um, I'm not being controlly. I can serve people things that I personally don't eat and not want to eat them. So it's like a lot of freedom. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that freedom. Um, there was a lot of pain in my life, but I didn't realize that the cause of the pain was sugar. I don't mean necessarily physical pain, but whether it's like emotional discomfort or um, lack of self-esteem or, and I think I learned as at an early age that sugar well, it's an analgesic. So like it definitely affects a part of your brain that, you know, associates with pain receptors. So I didn't realize that I was using it in that way, whether it was more different, better, or to feel different. And like, that's all gone. So I think also my, my addiction to sugar also limited my ability to like have a connection with the people around me, but also a spiritual connection. And so now you know, that's a big part of my life today. Just being mindful, being present, um, Fantastic. you know, having energy, having a life. Yeah. That was like kind of, it seemed like I had a life, like on paper, my life looked really good. Um, but there was a lot missing. And I think sugar was a big part of that. Yeah. I, and, and so like, would you have been able to imagine your life after sugar before? No. <laughs> no, because I thought my life was good before. You thought your life was good before. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And, and it's so much better now. And it's so much better now. I don't know if it's just from the sugar, but it was certainly part of it. Definitely, that yeah. was like dampening my spirit. Yeah. And what would you say to someone who just, you know, understandably has difficulty imagining their life after sugar, as you describe it, or similar? I always tell people, wait. Um, like a, like wait five minutes for the miracle to happen. Like we don't know when that five minutes will happen, the difference between my life now and the miracle happening, but it might be in five minutes. So um, I think that's the thing. I think that I use pain as a motivator for me. It was like the touchstone of progress. It was like um, I used it to kind of fuel my vehicle towards getting to where I am now. And so I think pain is my greatest teacher. Um, so allow your suffering now, the pain you're in now, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, it doesn't matter. If that can be a vehicle for you to, to make progress, um, that's, that's awesome. That's what our experience is. It's our best teacher. I think the number one thing people need is community. I think that that is absolutely 100% indispensable. I've worked with like 200 food addicts and I know of like one or two that did it on their own. And then when they found the community, they realized like how, how much was missing compared to when they didn't have the community and when they did. So if, if you can find some people that understand you, that speak your language, that you can identify with, um, you know, that when they're talking, you're nodding your head, you know, not shaking your head. So I think that's, 
that's key. And, and then also trying not to separate yourself away from because people are going to come from different places and spaces. So not everyone um, like me will identify as being a food addict or some people um, will just want to eat less sugar um, or some people will be doing it for their mental illness or, but like being able to identify with what you have in common as opposed to what separates you from, I think that can be like a huge asset, especially in the beginning. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And that's what I want to create as well is this community, this space where, you know, you're not some kind of weirdo for not eating sugar and for actually feeling great. (laughs) And by sugar, I also include refined grains. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I think that's so important. Definitely. And it's very inspiring to see people, you know, like you who, who went from one type of pain and you would imagine that cutting out sugar and, and comfort foods would take you to a higher level of pain. But in fact, it's the opposite. That's true. Right. Right. Well, there is the momentary pain of withdrawal, but it's, you know, it's like a blip. It's like a blip on my timeline. Like the withdrawal from sugar took probably about three weeks and my withdrawal from meds took a long, a lot longer, but um, still it's like, I wouldn't go back. Yeah. It's not worth it. Cause yeah. if I did, I'd have to go through all that all again. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. That's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now you help people as well, right? Who are food. Yeah. Addicts. Cause the point is that we have to meet people where they're at. I mean, you know, just cause Billy does this doesn't mean it's going to work for Sally. So we really have to like help people almost, it's almost like, the most important thing is helping people identify like where they're at right now. So, and as long as I'm one step ahead of where, like if I'm just one step ahead of someone, I can help them. I don't need to, I don't need to have the miraculous answer. Fantastic. And, and so again, so inspiring to see that you, you know, you're still clean as the, the expression that you use and that you're happy. Yeah. Like you're not denying yourself anything, right? No, you don't, no, I don't feel want like it. you're missing out. Yeah. I mean, we just came out of American Thanksgiving and I can honestly say that I didn't want any of that. I mean, um, cause, because I can connect it with what happens to me when I eat it. Like, um, I call it playing the tape through. So like, let's say there was some item there and if I like play the tape all the way through, like what really happens when I eat that? And then I end up in pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. That's what happens. I end up alone. Um, because uh, I've pissed everyone else around me off, you know, because I'm, I'm acting out and, uh, and then, and that's what it like, I can connect a sweet potato and like me feeling tired, alone and frustrated and isolated. And so that's really helpful for me. And that's amazing that you can make that connection of how it affects you and recognize that it, you know, it doesn't affect everyone in exactly the same way. No, no, definitely not. Um, you know, there are definitely some people that are like normal eaters, you know, um, these are the kinds of people that can, you know, moderate and be okay. Um, I think at one point I probably could have been like that, but that was an awful long time ago. Yeah, Yeah, I totally get it. (laughs) I'm just like you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. It was great to talk to you. Very inspiring. My pleasure. Wow. Such a great interview with David. And if you want to hear more interviews, you can follow this podcast right from your phone 
or you can head on over to my website aftersugarclub.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, surf around a little bit. You'll find lots of resources to help you get more energy and break free from sugar so that you get to a place where you don't want it or need it anymore. And if you enjoyed this episode, scroll down and leave me a positive review. I'd really appreciate it. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.